We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. You're Robin. Uh, you're Steph. And we're talking about season. Who are you again? Uh, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> I know. You're Robin. I, I, I know. <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't know why I'm always stunned whenever you say you're Robin. <laughs> because you never know if I'm going to say I'm Stephanie and you're Robin. Or you never know what I'm going to do. And it, I guess it every scares you. I always, I always, yeah. I, but, and I, and I like that. I like that we introduce each other. I just every every other different podcast I do of the eighty seven, um, I'm introducing myself. So I guess that's what it is. Uh, okay, so season six. We're into season six. No, the no, long yeah, that's right. season six. The long and plotted out season six. Okay, episode five is we got magic to do, which I should have known. It was a musical. Uh, again, I. I'm just like not a huge fan of episode titles from Gilmore Girls for the yeah. most part because they always seem like I don't know what's something that happens in the episode like not like what's a title oh, yeah. that encompasses the entire episode. I think we were spoiled by Lost. I yeah. think Lost had amazing, and I think Lost in so many ways set the bar high for television <laughs> that anything pre-Lost. Is just so non spectacular. <laughs> I know. Both Lost and Buffy had a Tabula Rasa. Where's where's mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls Tabula Rasa episode? <laughs> <laughs> there was another show that had a Tabula Rasa. Oh, there was. I think, I think so. I, probably Supernatural. I'm assuming they, they ran out episode titles. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, okay, we got magic to do. Have you ever seen Pippin? Nope. Pippin is great. And it's Bob, you know, as soon as I saw those hats those kids were wearing, I was like, oh, Bob Fosse. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, okay, we watched, we've got magic to do. Welcome to the dollhouse. 21 is the loneliest number. 21 is the loneliest number. See, I got that. And it works. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And then let me hear your balalakas ring out. Mm, Yes. Russian guitars, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that has nothing to do with, uh, the episode. I mean, I could be dumb. There might be someone listening going, you don't, so many balayakas references throughout the episode, throughout that episode. So many things that ballet, a balayaka, uh, uh, stands for, uh, that. Well, in the trivia, it says this title, the title for this episode comes from a line in the song back in the USSR by the Beatles. Right. I mean, so like. I get that it's related to Russian tea, but not. It doesn't. It's not. <laughs> it's at the end when they're uh, when yeah. Emily is trying to talk to Rory, and Rory doesn't want to talk, and she's, Emily is embarrassed. She's like, uh, you know, the music's too loud, and she said, "They're balalakas. They're not mic'd. That's right. how loud they are." Right. Anyway. <laughs> Who cares? I caught the. I caught the. I caught the word. Maybe I should okay. start coming up with alternate titles to the to the episodes as well as not only just my chapters but the episodes. <laughs> yeah, I just I just feel like back you know like I said pre loss episode titles were not important. They just didn't put a lot of thought into them. X Files is pre lost and they had some good episode titles. Yeah, because I was watching Seinfeld the other day and the it was the reverse peephole. And it was like, that's like the C story. 
Like that was not what the episode oh, right, was right. about. See, I think one thing I was always charmed about about Friends was the episode title. Not that I've ever watched the show, but I, I'd hear episode titles and I was like, oh, the one about da-da-da. And and, and and like, how awesome would that be to be like a fan of a show and your episode titles are like, oh, you know, the episode, the, the one about ba ba ba. And it immediately brings to your mind that episode. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I know exactly what happened in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that Smallville would just do one word episode titles, except for like <laughs> absolute justice. So it was the only one I believe. So, but it was funny, like one word to describe this entire episode. And most, you know, most of the time they knock it out of the park because, you know, it's Smallville and it's one of the best shows ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we've got some magic to do stuff. So let's get to it. Okay. <clears throat> um, my mm. first chapter and by the mm-hmm. way, uh, my notes are viewable if you ever want to look at them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I shared them with you just because you get lost. And, and uh, speaking of lost. I, look, I have just given up on the notes. If you've got the notes, things covered, I trust you. And I'm just going to go with whatever you say. Uh, <laughs> there was just a couple of things that I have put in the front of my brain to try to remember that I thought were very important uh, to talk about. But other than that, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just winging it. I have 16 pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, first chapter title I have for uh, We've Got Magic to Do is Get a Life, Luke. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, Lorelai and Luke uh, come back from shopping and She's got him a new wallet because the old one's disgusting. I feel for this. I had I've had the same wallet for many many years, and I always think I should get a new wallet, but I never do. Yeah, because it's like not a priority. Yeah, <laughs> I just stick it in the back pocket. I don't even think about it. And then when you mm-hmm. pu- you know reach in and grab a card, you're like, oh god, I, you know. And sometimes like, I gotta clean it out, but you know, it is definitely it needs to go away. I think it's as soon as it finally falls apart, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like in two pieces. Then I'll probably. Hey. Father's Day's coming up like tomorrow. Yeah. That would be a good suggestion for your family to get you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I've actually had my eye on a Han Solo wallet. It's on my Amazon <laughs> wish list. It's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, this is where it just comes out of the blue, of course, that Lorelai is worried. I guess that Luke's going to get bored with her because they're doing everything she wants to do. They're going shopping. They're going to eat at Suki's. And I was so confused going through this. I'm like, okay, they have this huge, like ridiculous scene at Suki Suki's where they're trying to eat and, and they keep yelling at the one-year-old to turn the, maybe two-year-old to turn the TV down. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm like, dear, parenting, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Like, the kid's not sitting at the table with you. He's uh, <laughs> just sitting in front of the TV. Well, one thing, he looks too young to be sitting in that chair by himself. Right. He looks like his big, giant head will, you know, that he will fall over and hit his head <laughs> on the hard floor at any moment. Because he's just a baby. Uh-huh. I know it was ridiculous. Yes, and all that. Oh, that's I can't stand that. Scr- and I guess that's what the point was. Lorelai, Luke is not used to young children, and the children were fine. It yeah. was the parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so, let me so, tell you, people, 
you think your kids are the greatest, but you take them out in public, and people don't love your children the way you love your children. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the end of that that scene at Sookie's, like Lorelai like looks over at Luke is just sitting there eating his food, and I'm and I'm like, is she dissatisfied with him? Is she? Yeah, what is, is she he doing wrong? With him? I, I I I took it the complete wrong way. Where I guess we're supposed to get that Lorelai was like like feeling bad that. You know, he's she was subjecting, yeah, uh, loner Luke to all this chaos yeah. of a family life. Um, so, uh, oh, the other thing is that the stove caught fire and uh, the dragonfly, so yeah, and then there was this weird joke about these panties that they that Lorelai picked up with the wrong oh, bag yeah. that never that never came back. <laughs> They grabbed well, the wrong bag, huge underwear, huge bunny slippers. Yeah. That was weird. That was not a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. And also, I don't know. Were were we setting up a bag exchange of some sort? I have no idea. Um so yeah, uh Miss Patty's recital uh comes up. Luke sees it on the fridge and says that he can go to Laura, go with Lorelai to that and um and Laura likes like, no, you've been a saint. You've been doing so much. You just go camping. Do something for yourself. Um, so she sends Luke camping, and we go to the recital, and uh, the piano player from Glee is there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who follows me on Twitter now? <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Well, shout out to the piano player from Glee. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, uh, Miss Patty. Misprinted the program, so she there's crumping and uh, pubic speaking <laughs> on the program tonight. And uh, yeah, this is a weird thing. Um, so the kids come out and they're doing all this dancing in the aisles, and Lorelai is oh, immediately bothered by it. Your girls don't take dance. Um. Well, one of them used to take gymnastics, <laughs> but uh, nobody takes anything right now. No. <laughs> Well, did you ever have to go to a dance recital? Um, nope, nope. But I know there was okay. some coming in the future that ended up getting canceled. Um, but, okay. Uh, it was mainly gymnastic stuff. They're terrible. They're long. Everybody's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But everybody has to be there. And they just suffer through it. And it's the same thing every year. And they try to make it as enjoyable as possible. But ultimately, you're only there because you only care about your – you're only there for your kid because right. it's the only kid you care about. Right. So it's weird that Miss Patty is subjecting the whole town to other people's – and again, you love your kid. Other people don't love your kid like you love your kid. <laughs> it's funny. Actually, uh, my wife and I are, are, are quite different at that. Like my wife uh, ends up like working uh, – volunteering in the school – you know, during the day when I'm working, she's got, she's, she does reality. So she can, she can take a couple hours and go to the school and volunteer mm-hmm. and get to know all the kids. So when we go to any sort of event, um, uh, my, uh, my wife is like, Oh, you know, Ooh, Ooh, Hannah, good job. And, uh, Hey, Ginny, great job. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just like, when's Izzy getting out? You know, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't care. Uh, so, so, um, yeah, I think I'm like that. My wife, my wife isn't. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So the point I was getting at was that Lorelai is immediately bothered when the kids, kids come out into the aisle. 
Um, and I get when they start blowing stuff onto them, like confetti and sparkles and things. And um, but I don't know. It was just I just felt it was a little uncharacteristic for Lorelai to be immediately like like she was like yes. really looking it up, you know. <laughs> yes, usually Lorelai loves this stuff. Yeah, I think maybe she both- feels like she can't mock children. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I think if her and Luke were sitting there, she'd be totally fine with it and laughing and stuff, and Luke would be doing this. It's almost like she's making up for Luke not being there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Miss Patty says they have a special presentation, and like, <laughs> and the journey of man, uh, uh, Kirk, uh, and I'm just like, yep, I like. It's funny, but it's like I don't know. It's like it's the same hat trick over and over and over again. You know, I don't. There's got to be other people in this town <laughs> that what, do that weird Kirk, things. Oh, that Kirk is weird. That Kirk yeah. is weird, and you know, Kirk Kirk has to perform whenever there's any sort of perform, even a uh, you know, a elementary school play. Kirk's got to come out and be a part of that. Uh, yeah, why does Kirk insert himself into everything? <laughs> yeah, but this this like. The story of from birth to death is like so. People have, you know, it just reminds me of Terrence Malick. Like, it's so been done and it's so hard to get it right. Mm. And it's so uh, navel gazy and <laughs> tropey and yeah. artsy fartsy and uh, pretentious. And, yeah. <laughs> So Luke gets back from camp. He's he was sitting out there for a while and staring into space, and uh, which I guess he's bored. He didn't yeah, want to be bored. there. Yeah, and uh, he'd rather of, be with Lorelai. Yeah, and he's like, I like doing things with you. I don't care where we are. I like being with you. And um, and she's like, No, I want you to do things that you want to do with me. And it, it, like, it's like she doesn't get it. Like he's like completely fine with it. Like I don't know. Um, and then finally. Uh, then she she invites him to the recital, and then he's like, "I'm going to go back camping," <laughs> because uh, I don't know. Now that he feels satisfied that she's not trying to get rid of him, which I don't know. I, I that was like kind of a weird thing where it's like, no, she's really not trying to get rid of you. <laughs> she's, she's just considering you. Yeah, con- but she didn't. Uh, she didn't communicate it. To him that, hey, go do what you want. Do what you want. I mean, I think she did. Um, mm-hmm. But. But she, no. He said, I went fish. I went camping because you told me to go camping. Yeah. Well, I only told you to go camping because I thought that's what you wanted to do. No, I want to be with you. That's what, that's what was said. Yeah. So. Yeah. But she said, do something for yourself for once, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, he's like, I want to, he's like, I want to do something for myself with you. I, I don't know. So maybe, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he'd eventually be like, okay, I actually do want to go camping at one point, you know, and, and yeah. he wanted to go fishing. He said he wanted to go fishing. Yeah. So back at the recital, Kirk dies and, <laughs> uh, the show ends and the kids explode back into the audience to throw glitter and things. So, ha <laughs> uh, With their Bob Fosse hats. Yes. Um, my next chapter I call Richard and Emily awaken from their stupid coma, which is, I guess it's sort of it's sort of correct. Um, it's is it's like um, they stir in their sleep. I should retitle it because at the end of this episode, I was like, okay, good, they're they're awake, they've figured it out, and uh, and uh, um, but really, it's kind of like 
this is like the first wave in getting them to understand what's going on with Rory. Yeah, it was through this a whole arc mm. of finally realizing we were wrong. We should have listened to Lorelai. Um, so it all starts off with a DAR meeting and there's a lot of hen clucking and I just was kind of like dazing out. Um, but mm-hmm. the, basically, uh, uh, Rory's got her, but her bangs pinned back with bobby pins and looks terrible. Okay. Yeah. I was really noticing her bang. Like, I don't know if she grew her bangs longer in this. For this yes. Point. They're long. They're very long. Okay. I don't know if she's growing them out back at, if she's decided oh, I don't like bangs or if yeah. they're just, just long, but they're in her eyes and they're driving me crazy. So everybody votes for Rory to take over this Cause she uh, has these, event. Because she has these new ideas. Emailing doesn't cost a thing. Yeah. Are we sure we don't have enough? To, oh, because everybody's we, – we just give up. We don't have enough time. We haven't sold enough tables. <laughs> we give up. She said, no, we got to try. Yeah, so, but apparently yeah. Constance is really screwing things up, the, the Constance that we never see. <laughs> um, and they give uh, Rory an assistant named Lacey. And yeah, immediately uh, Emily is really worried about, you know, especially because the, there's no salmon puffs um, that anything's going to – she's going to mess things up. But Richard has confidence in her. Because she's read all these books. <laughs> Rory's just the greatest. Yep. Rory can do anything. She's read She's read all the classics by the Russian authors. <laughs> so surely she can put on an event. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how those two – Relate, but... <laughs> uh, the subplot of this is the fact that uh, Paris has gone full Cordelia. Um, apparently her <laughs> parents are completely broke, and she's broke until she's 25 or something. Uh-huh. Um, so she's gone Marxist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets this job uh, serving... For the party and I don't know she just like, acts like she'd never worked a day in her life and I know like it, it, I, I think about like like remember when um, in Chilton they did the construction project but it seemed like they were doing all sorts of different jobs to uh-huh. beef up that uh, you know their the application school to... record or yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I, I don't know it's just funny that she's acting like she's never this is completely foreign to her and mm-hmm. where I think it 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 really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, I love this event. I love I love this whole thing. I love the the I love the costumes. I love how cute um, you know Rory looks and Lacey oh, yeah. looks, and you know um, the the Hollywood pictures. I love this. I love like a, a whole like immersive USO kind of mm-hmm. canteen. I just, with the Andrew sisters yeah. look a lot, sing sing a lot. Uh, what do you call it? They're a cover band of the Andrew Sisters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget what they were called. The um, oh, I thought well. I had it written down, but maybe not. Um, ba 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 ba. So, oh yeah, Paris uh, is very excited to punch in and work. She rented Working Girl and Just Shoot Me season one. <laughs> uh. And uh, yeah, she's constantly like forgetting her place. <laughs> it's a it's a weird situation where, um, yeah, Paris has got to play like the help, and Rory is playing the Emily role, um, but you know is also preserving a, a friendship with Paris as well. So mm-hmm. she's got to take a lot this, of guff. <laughs> yeah, and this Paris's art was uh, she, 
you know, was becoming, she read the Communist Manifesto or <laughs> something like that. And uh-huh. then she was asking Rory where, I bet you, I bet you get to sit in a, sleep in a, in other words, like it, <laughs> resentful against the boss. Yeah. But it's like she's play acting, like, um, like she's read about all this stuff. She's watched all this, all this stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, to prepare to work. Um, and uh, and so she's in, she's yeah play acting at, at at this job. I don't know, or or she's got all these ideas about how things should be, and so she's kind of acting them out. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Um, so uh, yeah. Richard and Emily arrive, and this it's cute because they decide to start dancing because nobody's dancing, and because mm-hmm. uh, we have to see Emily dance. Yeah, the, the lovely Kelly Bishop. Um, Got to see those gams. Mm-hmm. Get those gams out, Kelly. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Shira Huntsberger shows up uh, with no reservation and no donation. Yeah. She's she thinks just, she's just supposed to walk right in. She's yep. where she belongs. Yeah. Um. So uh, Rory ends up just kind of putting her in a putting a fake smile on and and sit and seating her. But yeah, Emily. Well, that's up- after she has a panic attack and oh, yes, uh, right. Paris offers her all these drugs in her purse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she finds out that um um oh no no the panic attack is because she finds out Mitchum just showed up. Oh. Because Emily's like you sat Shira at the at the slush table the loser table. And and you know what's what's Mitchum gonna think? And she's like, "What Mitchum's here?" <laughs> and uh, so Paris is like, "What's the, like basically like what's the deal?" And yeah, I wrote this down. Rory says, "If it weren't for him, I wouldn't have." And then she trails mm-hmm. off. And then Paris is like, "Wouldn't have what?" Um, so I I don't know. I don't know if anybody is watching that um, has convinced themselves that uh, <laughs> Rory's done this. Because this is something she wanted to do, and you know, this is where things were leading for her. Like, no, she is that like I don't know, weak-willed that she decided to just com- completely upend her entire life over this one man's opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a good look. I don't know. <laughs> but again, she's young. I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, Richard has a little showdown with Mitchum as soon as he hears that um, um, he's here. I mean, it, it starts off with like, uh, you know, niceties, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh my God, is this guy, is Richard going to totally like just kiss his butt? Mm-hmm. But then he gets super enraged. I was like, yes. <laughs> he was clenching his fist. Yeah. Like he wanted to punch Huntsberger <laughs> in the restroom. And yeah, I, I keep kind of going back to our previous guest, Jonathan, um, saying that, you know, Mitchum, you know, like he wasn't upset with what. Mitchum did because Mitchum is doing what he does and that's his job and, and whatever. But I, I'm still kind of like, yeah, but she's, she's young and she, you know, she's just getting started. And I don't know, you know, one of my arguments was that like, well, what did M- Mitchum see? She, he saw how she assisted and that's not exactly what she was in college for, mm-hmm. but I don't know. In this scene, he seemed to mention that, he saw some of her work or something like that. And I don't know. Uh, like you mentioned that he like read some of her. Articles yeah. I kind of, I you know, alluded that she was just okay. She was just mediocre. Yeah. 
don't know. It's like, what do you do with somebody who's interested in something but is mediocre? Do you just completely t- turn them away, or do you train them? <laughs> do you do you encourage them to to move? I don't, so I I don't know. I, and and of course, I think this is you know this is tied up with the fact that the family doesn't want Rory to be with Logan. So yeah, they sort of they're letting her. Yeah, they were letting her. Yeah, letting her give them a reason to. Given letting her show that she's not worthy of their family or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Richard, I love Richard just tells Emily, I ought to punch him. <laughs> and then he ends up storming out, and that's when he, Emily goes and leans over Shira. <laughs> Shira? Shira? He Man? Shira? Shira? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, um, it, uh, oh, I wasn't a fan of this. Um, what do you what do you call this? A uh, diatribe monologue. This monologue uh-huh. about how Shira and her family, how she was uh, she was trash before she married Huntsberger, and right. her weight fluctuates. And yep. I, I don't know. I just I, that was it was very phony. It wasn't wasn't biting like it. Needed to be. Hmm. I just wouldn't. Just seem. My reaction was like. My reaction was like. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of loved it because. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like Shira. Really. Like played a role in that. That horrible dinner. Um, you know. Not as much as the grandfather did. But. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I like the fact that. Emily's like. I don't know. I like it. I don't like because it's all about you know uh, status and uh, who's who's had money the longest and you know like Shira is lucky that Mitchum is with her and how dare she act like she's all that and has any room to judge Rory you know um, so it is it is kind of gross but I almost think it's like the correct weapon to use on a person like Shira Huntsberger. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she'll 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 hear all the insults or whatever and and be like whatever but it when you say like she's trash she she's a gold digger um your husband slept with so many people and is probably still sleeping with so many people and we all know we all see that your weight goes up and down like that those are those are hard, nasty <laughs> remarks to say to somebody mm-hmm. uh, 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 of her of her status, uh, you know. Yeah, so Emily tells uh, Shira uh, that um, <laughs> these kids are going to be together as long as they like. You can't stop them. Enjoy the event, and um, so yeah. Uh, okay, so, and then and then Rory steps on stage and thanks everybody who helped out with the event. And Richard walks in and he's staring sadly at Rory. So again, I thought this was almost like a wake-up call for Emily and Richard because A, they refuse to think that the Huntsburgers did anything wrong, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things like, because why? Because why? Because you don't believe Lorelai, because you don't, see, you are blind to see why Rory, like Rory suddenly quits college because why? I You know, I don't know. I just think it's one of those plot conceits that, I don't know. I, I I honestly, and it's good we brought up Lost at the beginning of this episode because um, I think the by the end of this, um, 
these eight episodes, I almost think that we this is this is the cage season. This is when Jack is locked in a fish tank and Sawyer and Kate are locked in polar bear cages for like six episodes and then they take this long break and then they finally get the season started. <laughs> Remember that season? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they thought it'd be interesting to uh, explore things, but in the end it, it just seemed like they were treading, treading water until they finally got the season started when they got back. So here, the, the, the this batch of episodes, it's like, let's find all these reasons why, we have to kind of keep this uh, uh, status for the show going. We want Rory and Lorelai to be broken up for a while for some, for dramatic purposes, I guess. But yeah, we have Emily and Richard finally discovering that what Lorelai said, you know, two months ago at this point <laughs> was true. Um, and also uh, Richard starts seeing like, hey, this is not what we wanted for Rory. And I just think like of all the people that would be against Rory's leaving Yale, it would be Richard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, and it's like, now she's like, he's like, well, you know, she's not doing enough with her life. Uh, so, you know, I'm, uh, I don't want this life for her. And uh, I mean, and we'll get into it later, but it, there's, it's also kind of tied up with like, this is what Emily does with her life. Is it productive? <laughs> is it something that he wants for Rory? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see, you know, okay. Rory says that she needs time. Okay. We're going to, we're going to give Rory time. We're going to keep our eye on her. We're going to keep her, keep her focused. Well, you didn't keep her focused. You nope. didn't do that. Just distracted uh, and, her. And time has slipped by and now months and months have gone by and she is still floundering. She's just, she doesn't know what she's doing. So, yeah, do we, do you want her to be a, a trophy wife? Uh, um, somebody of the older generation whose yeah. life revolved around the home? Uh, no. Uh, uh, and also the whole Daughters of the American Revolution thing. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, there, there's, We've got another resurgence of Confederate statues being taken down in this country, and I'm so glad. And honestly, how many Confederate statues is in this country? Because it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, do you many- not know this? Do you don't know the story behind all of these Confederate? Oh, There's, yes, they're there for a reason. Yeah, they're, they're cheaply there. made, and uh, they were sent out. And yeah, so no, it was. Because we can't legally enslave you, we're going to intimidate you and keep you. Uh, right. You know, they're there for they. This didn't just happen. It was it was strategically, you know, done, placed, and yeah, they're ugly statues. Oh my gosh, the one of Nathan Bedford Forrest in Nashville is so hideous, <laughs> so hideous. I, anyway, uh, well, I just wanted to. I mentioned that because uh, I I noticed that one like one. I know in one story I read about a, a statue being taken down. Um, the group that was against it was the Daughters of the American Confederacy. Yes, and those are, because those are the people that put them up. Yeah. Those are the people who 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 lobbied to change textbooks. That's uh, why they are the reason that 
that the Civil War looks to us how, how it does now instead of how it really was. Yeah. How it's so romanticized. Ugh. All right. Let's get to Welcome to the Dollhouse. And uh, my first chapter is A Birkin Bag for Rory. Uh, <laughs> so uh, um, Richard uh, it, you know, is reading the paper and about Rory's um, – you know, Roy doing a good job or something, and Emily's complaining about the maid and the use of sugar. Yada yada yada. Uh, uh, Emily, you know, this is the beginning of like really noticing, you know, Emily being Emily with uh, Rory. She wakes Rory up with, of course, that intercom that cannot be turned down uh, to let her know that Katie Kirk is on. <laughs> so I guess they, I guess there's a TV in the Gilmore house. I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they do watch it. Um, I'm assuming it's not downstairs. I think it's upstairs because uh, at the later on in the episode, Richard and Emily rush off to watch Charlie Rose, and it looks like they're ru- walk- walking up the stairs. Oh, there is a television, I guess, in Emily's room because remember Lorelai and Rory, they were watching. <gasps> oh, yes. Ballroom yes. competition. Oh, I totally forgot. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, so Emily's wondering about – is concerned about Rory and Logan. You know, it's, she notices that Logan hasn't been around. Because um, school started. Logan's back in school. Yeah. And also he's definitely avoiding <laughs> avoiding them. <laughs> um, but yeah, Logan is there. He brings uh, uh, Rory a Birkin bag. He gives he gifts it to her. Do you know about a Birkin bag? Because I don't. It's That's not a real thing. Oh. But I mean I'm sure it's like – you know, now purses, it's like a status symbol to have a really expensive bag. And you can, you know, a Michael Kors bag, a Louis Vuitton, right. um, all these expensive bags. There are people who, um, like, they'll get them on, and they'll go to a clearance sale, they'll get them, and then they'll sell them on eBay and make a lot of money. Yeah. The only purse, now back um, at Christmas time, I wanted this Kate Spade little backpack that looks like a cat <laughs> so cute and they were on sale for 99 dollars. but by the time i got around to get one on, from uh on sale they were all they were all out on the website uh-huh. and then you search for it later and you find them on ebay for 300 dollars. so for valentine's day that's what my husband got because and he paid i think he paid 200 dollars for it wow. and he when i got it and i pulled it out and he saw how small it was <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe it. Just because, you know, it's a Kate Spade. Yeah. It's ridiculous to pay that much money for a, a tiny little backpack that I'm probably not going to use that much. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cuz uh, I don't go places much, especially now. I love how the scene is kind of capped off with uh Rory like holding her her regular purse and, you know, her, like her wallet and the giant Birkin bag and then just kind of puts her purse in a purse. <laughs> <And then laughs> um, so yeah, Richard invites Logan in for a nightcap and there's and, and kind of talk turns to like, is there, is there a wedding coming? It's like, you know, he's implying he's not saying it outright, but Logan kind of gets it. Um, but I, well, I think Richard was only asking Logan what Rory's plans were. I think he's just trying to pump, yeah. Logan for information about Rory because Rory is not really talking to them much. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and they get the wrong idea. 
Like, mm-hmm. Why are they thinking of marriage? Maybe also, I, I kind of took it as, you know, um, Richard is concerned that, you know, Rory is going to be, her education is going to be completely stunted because now she is moving from uh, DAR event organizer maybe into, you know, like you said before, trophy wife. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, da, 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 da. Um, yeah, Rory tells Emily to tell Richard that it's way too soon to think about marriage. Um, but Emily's like, yeah, but how are things going? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she really wants to know too. And that's when Rory tells her about the Birkin bag. It's like, oh, <laughs> like that is huge to her. Mm-hmm. Yes. A Birkin bag for Rory. <laughs> I'm going to remember this day. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and yeah, that the the whole Rory uh plot kind of caps off with uh uh Logan um sneaking in and uh and saying and Rory finally is like, Logan, I love you and I don't expect you to respond. I was in these shoes before <laughs> which I think uh is that that's Jess, right? That's just, that's just... No, Dean. Dean. You know when okay, they were Dean. out in the car that he made for her, which is weird. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, yes. He told her that he lo- loved her and then he got mad because he always gets mad. I'm sorry. That was five years ago. Um, yeah. That was before the end times. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, Emily and Richard sneak into the pool house and oh, yes, go I through Rory's stuff. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where that is in my notes. I probably ended but, up moving that to somewhere else. But Richard didn't think it was a good idea, but he went along with it because because Richard. Okay, so Richard's idea of trying to find out what's going on with Rory is uh, asking Logan, and Emily's idea of finding <laughs> out what's going on with Rory is snooping through her stuff. <sighs> That's right. Yes, I, I totally left that in another portion and, of my notes for some reason. Yeah, and Emily talks about how she used to go through Lorelai's stuff. And- <laughs> A drawer full of Tootsie Roll Pops or something like what that. What was under them? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I swear that the whole um, the whole thing where Emily like sniffs the Birkin bag. <laughs> 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 so funny. Um, and uh, yeah, it, uh, that yeah like, again, it, it kind of ends tabs off. It's like yeah, well, Logan is not ready to say I love you, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but uh, he didn't act weird about it. He no. explained, you know, I've told girls before I don't want to, I don't want it to be like that with you. And then they went back to looking for her keys on the couch, which does not involve looking for her keys. Right, right, involves lips on lips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next chapter I call. Let me try this. <clears throat> Chargaga gog banchaga gog cha bunga gung amag. <sighs> <laughs> that's what. That's what it is. <laughs> So, yes, Phineas and Zebediah uh, get into the town meeting and Taylor plays along and uh, really it's a huge announcement that the streets – he wants the streets to return to their old names for a a short time, I guess, uh, to bring in more tourists. And um, Lorelai is one of the only people that's like, hey, that sounds like a great idea. We're on 3rd Street. 3rd Street's boring, you know, like – she must be thinking that, you know, they're going to get some sort of like, you know, like a revolutionary road or uh, like later a constabulary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is this actually brought to mind. Um, did Jackson step down? Like, 
I, oh, it doesn't matter. Who like, cares? Go on. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Did was there an election for Taylor to get his his role in the town back, and I missed it, or or did I mean? Did Jackson stepping down maybe just like they were like, well, let's just give Taylor the job back because you know he he's so used to it. I, I don't know. This is another off off screen uh, uh, Gilmore Girls plot that you know. I mean, maybe that's not one that uh, I'm interested in seeing really. But <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Lorelai. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Something like okay. Yeah, we're at Luke's and Lorelai's talking with Lane um, and uh, I think about the news or something and she's like, oh, I wish there was some place that we could just get like good news. And I was like, did they – are they like talking about John Krasinski's uh, show that he sold to Viacom? Yeah, or, uh... you know, <laughs> this whole uh, – the news only reports – bad stuff and it's we want to hear like... some good news but yeah have you ever watched abc news with um that young guy i don't even know his name it's just all uplifting and we're gonna do a story about american made and we're gonna do yeah. a story on, it's just human interest stories after human interest stories like right. it's not reporting the it's news not actually news yeah yeah and there yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you hear about crime and then it makes you afraid to go into the city. So, and then there's, you know, the people who do not trust the news and won't wear a fucking mask. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> Shout out to our wear listeners in uh, Tulsa, by the way. Yeah. Wear a GD mask. <sighs> anyway, Look, yeah, that was my... You got me so upset <laughs> that I'm cussing people. <laughs> Honestly, that was my first reaction to Krasinski's Some Good News. And then I watched a little bit of it and I was like, okay, this is nice, you know. But I, I hate the fact that it's called news. Like, I don't know. I There's there's just this uh, – there's people that – and it's a popular opinion, you know, like why is all the news have to be bad? Like, no. Maybe maybe the news needs to be longer, I guess. If uh, Maybe we, the news needs to explain things. Yeah. May, yeah. Instead of headlines or, you know – why don't you report the number of case, of people who have survived the coronavirus? Because that's not important. We'll come up with that What's in the important? next census, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> so I don't know. Yeah, I I really think I I I always hear that kind of stuff, and I'm just like, oh, these head in the sand people. Like, yes, they don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. They just want to hear happy stuff. Yeah. Well. I get it; it's exhausting, but maybe just don't watch the news if you. Don't. Yeah, or, or just turn off. Turn uh, don't you know? Uh, unsubscribe from these certain. Yeah. Outlets, uh, you know, it's on you to. You yeah. know, my Facebook feed is what I want to see. Your Facebook feed is what you want to see. Mm-hmm. So if that's not what you want to see, fix it to where you're not seeing it. Right. But. But yeah, but not paying attention to the news. There are people who don't pay attention to the news and don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. I know. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I I was thinking that if we do fall into another four years of hell, um, that I was going to be just done with everything. But I think at least I'll still 
you know, pay attention to the news now because, you know, a pandemic could come along and I could be Mr. Like, I hate everything and I don't want to pay attention to anything. And it's completely missed out on the fact that <laughs> there's a virus rampaging through the country. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the documentary, um, They Will Never Grow Old? I've heard of it. It's the Peter Jackson World War One. Yes. Where they take these, these, uh, the film of these World War One, the mostly British soldiers, they're eighteen year old kids. They don't know nothing. Yeah. They're just happy go lucky. <laughs> ha ha ha. You don't know what's going on in the world. You're you're being sent to Germany, to Europe, where you're being sent to war and you don't know what's going on. We owe it. We owe it to I don't know, to history, to those soldiers to be uh to be up on current events mm. yeah i at least at least you know when you decide to start using your actual power in the world which is voting <laughs> you should definitely be mm-hmm. up to date yeah um all right yeah sorry and there's some podcasts I listen to that I'm just like, please stop talking about current events. And I get it, you know, but, oh, but, I'm, and, and so I, I am sorry. We'll, we'll get right back to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Cause we're like, these, these are not going to age well. No. Like when you're listening to this in three years, you're going to be like, oh, it's, it's so much worse now or it's so much better now. It's so much, One of the I, other. Hopefully it's so much better. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, Luke is surprisingly okay with street name changes. The, sorry, we're we're now about oh, to this, talk about important things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is where he's like, you just go with whatever yeah. Taylor says. Just zen. Just he's yeah, go mm-hmm. with the flow. It'll be fine. Fighting him has just only caused me, you know, misery. I'm just making my life miserable by fighting Taylor. So I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna go with it. Uh, so yeah, Lorelai, Suki, and uh, Michelle discover that their road is going to be called Soars and Boils Alley. Uh, and uh, Michelle immediately goes for his resume, and Suki starts like crying. White sauce looks like pus. Salsa verde looks like infection. Yeah, because you know when you name your street constab, con- I can't even say constabulary. The word. Constabulary road. That's that's you know such a romantic that gives you a romanticized version of the past, but Soars and Bulls Avenue is probably what it was more like. Right. You know, because right. there was there was horse crap in the streets. No, <laughs> you know, no plumbing. There was sewage. People spitting in the streets. It was probably gross, and there was probably a lot of infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. So. Uh, um, Lorelai talks to Bella's at Taylor about it, and he says that there might have been a leper colony under it, it where her garage is, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, and uh, talks about how great it'll be like you can display antique lances, you know, but uh, those are only loners, you know, you're gonna have to give those back. Um, and then he starts like going, Oh my gosh, is are you and Luke fighting? <laughs> is that what's going on here? Uh, uh, and uh, he, Taylor says he'll think about it, alternatives. But of course, you know, he doesn't uh, uh, return to the conversation with her. He sends, you know, stone-faced Kirk to uh, talk to Lorelai about 
other street names. So the the first one is Constabulary Road, which is already taken, and I guess is w- was very confusing back then because a lot of people like that word. Um, there is Chargagagog, Manchagagog, Chabungagungamog, which is a Nipmunk, Nipmunk Indian name, which I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean. Or Krusty Bulge. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, we have a lot of Indian names, you know, like a lot of our city, like Tuscaloosa, Tallapoosa, a lot of the rivers are Indian names here. Do you do you all have that? No, we have Native American names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I believe uh, the Algonquin is kind of big in my area. Okay. Uh, I can't. Can't really think. I don't know. So that uh, that ridiculous name was a you know a heightened you know funny version of a native Native American name. Do you think but, so? I'm, yeah, I'm googling what, it now. That's what they were going for. It was a ridiculous joke about on uh, Native American. No, no names. Incorrect. It is a real thing. It's one of. Uh, the historical Connecticut tribes, the what? The Nipmucks. Oh no, I th- I didn't. I thought maybe that was a real thing, but I, that whatever uh, Kirk said. Oh, the Chargagaga. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was saying, I don't know how to spell that. On your side, and <laughs> I, you fish on your side, and nobody fishes in the middle. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, but so Laura, yeah. I was like, no, we're keeping and third straight. Just like straight faced, like. That's the best part of the scene Is Lorelai's reaction to Kirk <laughs> uh, So meanwhile uh, Lorelai has been getting These packages sent to her And it, we, it all kind of tops off Well it doesn't top yeah, off here mystery, but you think it's a top It's so off. weird it's just like Out of the blue these packages coming from Coming for her from, To her house mm-hmm. to the inn To Luke's diner The gigantic urn <laughs> <laughs> She thinks that maybe they were a pair at one time <laughs> uh, So yeah Lorelai's like no Emily's sending these she's trying to smoke me out uh, She's a 10th degree be- Black belt in passive aggressive uh, Passive aggression There is no counter move <laughs> <laughs> um, So uh, uh, Oh yeah so yeah Kirk Has a mini gazebo as a visitor Center oh yeah so they <laughs> Discovered that um you know, they they're not on the map They're not even on the map now <laughs> And then he says I'm just the messenger Actually I'm the assistant to the messenger Where I'm like okay they definitely took that from the office <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then um, Emily's like Okay oh, yeah oh, Lorelai comes home And sees there's just s- there's So many boxes Because Lorelai is trying to get rid of stuff During mm-hmm. this big construction Renovation project yes. But Emily's filling her house up with things And she calls and says uh, I'm turning your bedroom into a gift wrapping room Do you want your doll? And I assumed, I thought Rory's Rory's new room was Lorelai's old room I assumed it was But maybe it's not I don't believe it uh, I think they just didn't remember um, Yeah, it doesn't matter Or maybe Emily <laughs> is just like making things I don't know wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't she's she, probably just saying that. Wouldn't the knife be a little deeper if she was saying, "I'm turning," you know? I, obviously, your room is Rory's room, so I'm giving getting rid of things. Um, 
do you want your dollhouse? And um, it starts like demanding that Lorelai come pick it up or set a time to pick it up because the goodwill will be coming stuff. at noon yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and so that, that there is no, she doesn't make any plans. So, um, oh yeah. So Lorelai's busy. Yeah. Cause she was like, I'm working. I'm busy. I can't come pick up the, uh, the dollhouse before noon tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Luke is yelling at kids because he's getting in trouble for the not having a jungle gym license in Luke's. Uh, and now he's mad about the street name. So Luke is completely back to not being any part of Zen at all. I know. You know, I was thinking the Taylor stuff. Taylor is very frustrating and controlling. and But we wouldn't have these whimsical, delightful Stars Hollow events if it weren't for Taylor. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and I, and I can see how some people might be like, I, you know, I think we've had guests on before. I think Jonathan is one of them speaking of, um, that was like, I don't, I, I don't, we don't need that stuff on, on the show, but I think it's definitely a, a, a big part of it. Um, sometimes it's annoying. Um, but there are some times when it's, uh, pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, we get another, Thing where Lorelai is describing something that happened that we're not going to see, which is she went to the town meeting, did a Norma Ray strike, and she did all these. She kept on dropping all these references to pop culture, and also previous conversations she had with Luke, and people were just not understanding. <laughs> I just thought that would be so. That's so perfectly like a, a description of maybe somebody. Trying to understand what Lorelai says half the time, like mm-hmm. you have to like you're like we're now three layers deep into like an I Love Lucy episode that she's <laughs> she's talking about, you know. Um, and so she disguised she she discovered that she could get third the name Third Street back if she donated a hundred dollars to Stars Hollow Historical. She could be on the map again if mm-hmm. she donated. And then Taylor said, you know that. It, it, that was okay, and then called her good girl and patted, patted her, her on, on the head. <laughs> yes, and it was so demeaning that she was I like, bet. "No, yeah, I, bet. I am not." Because Suki was like, "I'll pay the, I'll pay the hundred dollars. I don't care." Yeah, she was like, "No, do not." So this is like another one of those things where it's like, did I want to hear about that or did I want to see that? I, I don't know. I might have wanted mm-hmm. to see that whole thing. Uh, uh, that sounds like a really funny scene we didn't see. <laughs> Um, especially the part where she's dropping all these references to different things and nobody's understanding. <laughs> uh, so, um, Emily tries one last call- time to call and Lorelai ends up telling her to basically just like, you know, let Goodwill take it or light it on fire. I don't care anymore. Um, and so, uh, uh, Luke and Lorelai go through all the items that are sent over and apparently like 99% of them are going to be just donated to the Salvation Army. And uh, that's when Richard arrives with the dollhouse. We need to talk about Kevin. I mean, Rory. <laughs> you ever seen that movie, We Need to Talk About Kevin? Yes, I thought it was good. It was good. It was, whew, yeah, very, dark. Very, and- very dark, yeah. Um, I just watched it a... Uh, about a month ago, or was it two months ago? I don't know. It was during the end times that we're still currently experiencing, but everybody seems <laughs> to be forgetting about. Oh. Um, all right. Next episode? 
21 yes. is the loneliest number. Yes. We pick up where the other episode left off. Yeah, yeah. I titled this chapter They Might Be Giants um, because I was running out of ideas for chapter titles. And I thought it was funny that uh, Richard and Lorelai uh, were battling out over this uh, mini version of the house. And they look like uh, like Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. I don't know. Uh, okay, so so yeah, what about Rory? Um, she's lost focus. She's drifting. She's doing DAR things, dating Logan. She's heading in the wrong direction. And Richard's like, I've come to a decision. We need a plan. <laughs> yes. And uh, this and when Richard, at the end of season five, when Richard's, you know, telling her the new plan, I just like, Lorelai is showing such great restraint. Mm. By not just blowing up on him and cussing him out. I, yeah, watching this, I was so happy that um, Lorelai was giving it back to him. Like she says, we had a plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then Richard's like, oh, I got a great idea. You know, she's going to get all this money. Um, we'll hold it. And until she goes back to the VL or uh, we'll, we'll bribe her. We'll buy her a car. We'll yeah. buy her this. We'll buy her that. She was like, no, that will not work. Yeah. Do you? If you had ever met Rory, you would know that wouldn't work. <laughs> she can't be bought. Uh, I want her to want to go back, um, and then she, and again, then she just kind of again throws off uh, responsibility a bit, just like you're on your own, Richard. You know, um, mm-hmm. and then she says, then he says, "Impossible girl," and uh, Lorelai says. My Native American name, I believe. Yeah. Her quick wit. Like, it was so fast. Yeah. So fast. Uh, and, uh, you know, so Luke um, Luke later is trying to help her bring the dollhouse back in. And Lorelai says they they had a plan, you know, for the birthday. It's uh, They were going to do Atlantic City, uh, order martinis at midnight, play 21, and something about – 21 guys <laughs> something about 21 things i don't know it was really silly yeah i mean here's there's that's that's the bad thing about being goal oriented and making plans and having these goals to reach when your expectations are not met it's very heartbreaking right when people don't do what you expect them to do i also love that we address this the the um the whole question of how the heck did Richard get that gigantic dollhouse to that porch by himself? And then by the end, um, Lorelai says, oh, the, the roof comes off or something. So I guess that uh, must make it like lighter or uh, easier to manage. Yeah, because Luke was like, did he have men, Did he have like guys with him? How many people brought this dollhouse? <laughs> and I almost think of that as the writer like going, okay, wait. We have to explain this. How? How did, he, How did Richard just show up with this dollhouse? Why isn't why aren't there like movers standing standing nearby? You know, why would he expect Lorelai just to bring this gigantic thing into the house? And I believe we've seen this dollhouse before. Yes, we've seen this from the very beginning. Yeah, when uh, it was always in, like it was in her room in the flashbacks. It was yeah. in her room in uh, early on, like in the series. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my next chapter I call Virtuous Rory. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess they must have gotten Madeline Albright for a guest spot. I don't, I don't know how mm-hmm. that ended up. It, it's so so random. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, this sounds like a Leslie Nope dream. This does not sound like a Rory Gilmore dream. Maybe. Well, I no wait. Madeline Albright. She was the press secretary of state. She was secretary of state. Oh, I I, mm-hmm. I, I get her mis- mixed up with the that other nice old old lady that would always be in the White House press room as one of the reporters. Like she was there for so many different presidents, but like retired. I forget what her name is. Um, I just assumed that was the same person, but, um, secretary of state, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, again, I guess this, this now makes it a, a, a Leslie note train because yeah, if it was this old lady that I'm thinking about and I don't mean to like demean her, I'm just, um, um, that, that would make more sense because that, that woman was a, uh, uh, a journalist and again i cannot remember her name for the life of me yeah that she just died like recently uh, she did okay um all right so yeah so madeline is talking to rory like rory's her daughter <laughs> and she's saying things that w- would that lorelei would say yes because when when it was uh rory's birthday i think it's season 1 uh that's when uh, Lorelai would come into Rory's bedroom yeah. at midnight or whatever t- three a.m. a.m. Okay, whenever she was born, and uh, you know, just talk, give the tell her the same story every year of when she was born. I was going to say, I swear this is, I I swear I've heard like doing splits on a crate of dynamite before, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I almost think that like did they is this is this a scene they did in a previous episode like the Rory birthday episode in first season. And now Madeline Albright is saying Lorelai's lines, like mm-hmm. they're doing the same scene again. Because because Madeline Albright is like a uh, a person that Rory would look up to, just like how um, um, Paris mentions Hillary Clinton every once in a while. Yeah. It's, it's just like a handful of people that they that they reference when they're talking about you know. Uh, People that they look up to, politicians or journalists, or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like Christine Amanpour. Oh things. God, I I wonder if they re- reached out to uh, Christiane Amanpour for for this uh, scene because that would have been perfect. But maybe that would have been more on the nose. Like maybe that would be like, no, we don't we we want we want Rory uh, to think of some sort of famous person as her mother in her dream, but we don't want to. Yet, just yet, uh, shake her enough to get her to start thinking about uh, journalism again. That I think that is a very astute observation. Mm. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first one today. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, um, so yeah, Logan's hanging out at the pool house. Apparently, he's spending the nights there. Uh, Emily drops by and asks Logan if he's got plans for her birthday. And uh, Logan, by the way, is wearing a uh, Frankenstein jacket this episode. And I think the next episode. <laughs> yeah. What is this jacket, Steph? Is I, rem- this- I-, I remember when these were in style where it has like the frayed, like worn edges. This looks like a know. jacket you would be buried in. Like, no. And, and like, and like I remember 80 these. years later, you'd unearth yourself and you'd be wearing this this is a this is a zombie jacket this is yeah. how is this fashionable at all 
it's awful. <laughs> it's, it's just very to me that was very dated. Like I knew I was like, oh, I remember that back. That was a, a fashion back then. Um. So yeah, Rory is hesitant, but uh, remember she's... we're on a CW budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to make these rich people look rich and opulent with a with a CW budget. Are we the CW yet? We are. I'm assuming by now. I don't. This is know. like '06. Yeah. Um and yeah, so Rory is hesitant, but she allows Emily to start planning her birthday party, and um, Logan even offers to make her dream come true about Atlantic City. But you know, obviously, Rory doesn't want to do that without her mom. I mean, that would be like the ultimate slap in Lorelai's face mm-hmm. if she went and did the same thing with Logan. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm so glad that she didn't do that. Um, so we go to Emily prepping for Rory's party. Yeah, Emily is so excited to plan this this party. And Rory's not really into it. She's like, yeah, do whatever you want. She's, and mm-hmm. Emily's saying, you know, oh, I just had it in my head that I had to have pearls. And, yeah. Oh, the lace is fine. You know, do whatever. Um, <laughs> so I got I to gotta, I gotta take a little side note here. Uh, you know, there's that. Meme going around about like, uh, you know, this lasted longer than the uh, American Civil War. Um, Uh So why don't we have statues of this? And there's one tweet that's going around that I retweeted. And it was like, Gilmore Girls is on longer than than the Civil War was. (laughs) So why don't we have statues of Emily Gilmore everywhere? And I noted that I noticed that you retweeted that, and you said, "Remember when uh, Emily called Lane Rory's Asian friend?" <laughs> yeah, like Emily's not perfect. <laughs> or remember when uh, she got upset got with the- Rory because she was speaking Spanish with the maid, or <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, the maid talking about she's going to grow a sugar cane. Uh, field in the back, or like just yeah, loaded, yeah. loaded remarks. Oof. Still not as bad as slave owners, but so close. <laughs> yes, but the idea of having maids and servants and uh, questioning if you're paying them too much if they have a MP3 player, you know, <laughs> is just modern days could be said as modern day slavery. Um, so yeah, uh, so they're going through the guest list and then Emily mentions, you know, should I put your mother on the list? And Rory's like, "Uh, yes, of course, you know, and like she thinks about it and yes. And then that's when Rory decides to start making decisions about her party and decides on chocolate praline crunches to cake, which sounds delicious. (laughs) But, um. I, I almost wondered if that was going to be Laure, one of Lorelai's favorites or something like that, but um, it didn't come back. Um, okay. So uh, – But still, this like inability to be interested in planning her birthday party. <laughs> She's just – you know, she was watching The Graduate. Me and Morgan watched The Graduate the other night mm-hmm. and this just feeling – not depression, but this ennui, this just dis- – Disconnection to what's going on, and 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 Morgan was like, "This is so accurate hmm. because that's why the graduate is so so beloved." It's you know, it's still uh, because it captures the feeling of being young and having your whole life ahead of you, but 
Yes. Yeah, no direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, there's an ant crawling on my foot. Okay, well, apparently we need to vacuum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll have to get the maid on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Richard catches them necking in the car uh, and tells Emily, we have to... I think it's probably time we talk to Rory about relations. <laughs> So their solution is to have a dinner and trap Rory in a room with a priest. And Reverend Boatwright starts talking uh, to Rory about her virtue. Her yeah, because Emma, Richard, Richard and Emily find excuses to get up and leave the table at the yeah. same time, which you, I've never done, which is rude. You can't re-gift your virtue. <laughs> the, uh, at first, she has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. It's just as the ultimate gift ship has sailed. It's in Fiji by now. Have you seen the 40-year-old version? I think you might like it. <laughs> Which uh, I do believe that was coming out around this time. <sighs> so that's the end of that that little mini thing. Um, my next one I call Luke or Treat because I was just running out of ideas for chapter <sighs> titles because I, you know. Trap myself into a situation where I have to come up with funny or punny chapter titles, and sometimes I come up with stupid ones like Luke or Treat. Sorry, so you sound like you're going to say why, something. Why is it that Babette and Maury have a better, more creative, more imaginative Halloween presentation than Lorelai does? Lorelai does caramel apples on trees every year. Oh, <laughs> she's going to have a, a, a spooky recording going, playing in, you know, from her front door. <laughs> Like, yeah, you would think Lorelai would come up with something. I don't know, campy and fun and cheesy, and maybe at this point, maybe up to this point, she saw what Babette and Maury were doing, and were like, "Oh, those guys! Like, how do you even? How do you even compare to that? That is that is so like I and and gosh, the the whole set. Like, do they keep that thing in a garage out back or something? Like, I don't even know where they come up with this, and um. It's just so grandiose where – so and and so yeah, Lorelai and Rory, you know, they they, they have uh, this tradition of the, the caramel apple. But now, now Lorelai is getting married to Luke. They're a couple, you know, and they're going to do a fun thing together. And, uh, and so I think it's almost like a – like Lorelai is like, oh, no, no, this is what happy – happily married couples do. They, they do some sort of fun Halloween uh, – you know, haunted house kind of thing. Um, something for the, the kids to be scared by or whatever. So now I'm going to do a mad scientist thing. I'm a, the, the whole front yard is going to be a laboratory and I'm going to put Luke in an electric chair and, and pull link sausages out of his stomach and throw them into the ground. <laughs> uh, so um, I, th- I just think it's so funny that Luke's like, I have, I have so many questions and he kind of goes through different questions. And if his final question is like, most importantly, how are you going to convince me to do this? <laughs> and it, it's a good question because she, she ends up doing it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, I, I did want to just kind of shout out to Maury cause he's the coolest. And I'm so, I always have to mention that Maury's here and I'm so glad to see him. And, uh, you know, I do, I do love Babette as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's this whole thing where they demonstrate the hanging, and 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 Lorelai's like, "Oh, do you need help?" You know, like, and Babette says, "No, no." He eventually passes out, and then it's easy to slip him out of that whole getup. 
<laughs> I know, so disturbing. So disturbing. Like, hey, that's it's not. I'm sorry, triggered. I'm sorry. <laughs> it freaks me out. I'm sorry. The idea of somebody hanging. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know what triggered me? What? At the Dragonfly, Sookie and Lorelai talk about which sausages to use for Luke. And I'm just like, are you serious? You're going to use real delicious sausage <laughs> and just throw it out in your yard? That <laughs> is such a waste. Yeah. <laughs> A pig died for 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 your stupid props. Are you telling? Those are gigantic sausages they were looking at too. Uh, I was like, oh man, those look so good. Yeah, going to a butcher and getting stuff like that. I mean, that's <laughs> serious. That's serious. That's that's business. So at this point is when Lorelai gets the birthday invite and she says, oh no, that's just my dad trying to manipulate me into getting involved with his plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because she's gotten you know manipulated by Emily. So she thinks, oh, well, th- this yeah. is for mom and dad just trying to get me to come to this birthday party. Whatever. So my next chapter is Frustrated Rory, and it's just a short one. Rory all of a sudden realizes she can't get into her pool ho- into the pool house anymore because Emily is now using it for storage. Because what if it rains? Yeah, yeah. And Emily's doing all sorts of party prep. And uh, I just wanted to mention that our friend Graham Norris was uh, helping out with the event uh, in the background. Uh, uh, Friend of the pod. Um, (laughs) So, uh, uh, yeah, Emily has launched her plan like, okay, so virtue compromised. We need to keep a better eye on her. What do we do? Oh, I'm just going to move her into a child's bedroom and uh, keep her there. So she'll be right next to our bedroom. Yes. Um, and so Rory's really upset about this, and then she discovers that Lorelai has not RSVP'd. And what about the extra chocolate box? Um, that's such a you know that's such a waste. So Rory ends up calling Luke's and ye- yells at Luke, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I don't want to talk to her. Just ask her like why she didn't RSVP, and then Lorelai's protestations of like I didn't know it was coming from you. I'm coming. I want the extra chocolate box. <laughs> uh, and Luke is like stunned when he gets off the phone. He's like, she was mad and she was yelling and she said, hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Precious, perfect. Rory said a cuss word. She was <laughs> mad. Oh, no. Well, that's how we felt earlier in this podcast when you all of a sudden started uh, uh, cursing. You know? Yeah, I mean, you just, just, just forced me. <laughs> you know, your perfect <laughs> reputation has been ruined. People are unsubscribing. No, um, <laughs> uh, 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 but yeah, this is this is this is kind of lovely because uh, that's when Lorelai's like smiles and's like, yeah, but she called. Like that means something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means oh, it's a, a baby bit step. More. It's it, a little baby step. It's a baby step, and I think Lorelai puts a little bit too much um, uh, hope into it because it really gets her down later. But all right, so uh, next chapter is uh, Happy Birthday, Rory, because I just like whatever. It, Chapter titles. Um, so four three a.m. Both Lorelai and Rory are up, but they don't. There's no call. There's no. It's just them alone. Um, so the uh, the party is you know in the pre stages. Um, Rory has a black dress on like it's a funeral, uh, and Emily is. It's off- whatever Emily set out for her, laid out <laughs> for her to wear. That's right. Um, I almost thought that, uh, you, you think that was addressed that Emily gave her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, she did say, she oh, said, she, did say- she said, Oh, 
that dress do look lovely she said well it's whatever you laid out for me to wear oh that's right i guess i just mm-hmm. thought it was like black so she was in mourning of herself <laughs> i don't know um so the rory is a vodka and grenadine drink i think i got that right like apparently it's like super oh there's champagne there was champagne in it too i uh, think something like that there was three ingredients oh uh, okay yeah it's super girly uh drink <laughs> Logan shows up and Emily's And you know Rory likes beer. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, from... you know, usually people that like beer don't like super sugary girly drinks. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There may be beer drinkers out there who like a good strawberry daiquiri or whatever. <laughs> uh yeah, Logan is appalled because he finds out that Emily's being cold because Rory you know, was kind of forced into saying that they're, they're having sex. Um, then we have Lane and Zach showing up at the Gilmore house. Like, whoa. Season six. And this is the first time Lane has been to the grandparents' house. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like, it's like we're into season six and worlds are colliding. The, yeah. the stars hollow is coming to the, to the grandparents' house. Yep. Uh, yeah, Zach's sm- a bit of small talk towards Logan. So you're like rich, huh? <laughs> um, Why is Lane with him? Why is Lane lowered herself? <laughs> Lane is better than this. Oh gosh, man! If they're still together, I mean, we're we're winding towards the end of this series, and if they're still together when we get to the big uh, reboot, I'm just gonna be like so disappointed. <laughs> oh well. Um, all right, so uh, Luke. And Lorelai arrive, and Emily tells Luke that she does not have a chocolate box for him. Uh, and then Luke is kind of bullied into trying the Rory, and he says, I just tasted pink. It's like drinking a My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> Paris and Jonathan arrive, and hey, welcome to season six, Jonathan. We've just been hearing about you. Um uh, and, and they keep they have a joke and they keep telling the same uh, joke. Last year I was sleeping with the editor. Now I am. <laughs> uh it's like, oh, it's just one of those jokes you're like, no, I don't want to think of you guys like that. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to know about your sex life. No. Um the other funny uh joke that's repeated through the series apparently is Paris still can't remember who Luke is. Um <laughs> and uh She's been to the diner, hasn't she? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, um, Lorelai, uh, so, so, yeah, 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 da, 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 da. Um, Lorelai says, uh, Mart- is really upset because, you know, they're supposed to have martinis together. Martinis should be in martini glasses, not these sugary drinks. And, uh, then we have the DAR ladies talking to Lorelai, like they're Rory's friends. And uh-huh. Luke, the other repeated joke of the party is Luke keeps asking, what's a D-A-R? <laughs> um, so he's wandering off and Rory tells him that she's they've got beer. And Luke gives her his mother's pearl necklace. Just sweet. And, uh, uh, you know, like a very fatherly gift, I think. Uh-huh. Um, Keeping the family. Mm-hmm. And I think Rory, like, doesn't Rory introduce... Luke to the DAR lady like this is my future step stepfather which I was just like wow and it almost like seemed to like kind of uh, stun Luke a little bit like oh yeah just like obviously he's probably thought about that before but to hear somebody else say it is is, is a different thing you know because he's so proud of her 
yeah. So proud of myself. And just to be considered in some sort of like a, a fatherly role in any way, mm-hmm. in any title, uh, must be amazing. Um, so, uh, um, so Emily um, notices Lorelai's big ring, and that's when she goes to find Richard. So, um, because Richard hasn't been showing at this party, and uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> signaling my children to keep opening the doors. I don't want to capture uh, the YouTube uh, for kids uh, blaring on the TV in the next room on our podcast because um, I hear it enough. I wouldn't want to expose that to anybody else. But uh, did you know that like rich families film themselves like all the time? It's so amazing. They have nothing better to do than to film their children and put them on YouTube. Uh, What? Sorry. YouTube is just filled filled with nonsense. I don't don't know what – I'm so glad. You you have a child that doesn't watch that kind of nonsense. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you. There are people who have multiple children who are exposed to children's television for like 20 years. <laughs> and I only had to deal with it for a few years. And then my kid like became a, an adult at like age six. And we never – like she would have friends come over that still watch Disney Channel when they were like older. And I was like, Morgan hadn't watched this in years. Thank God. <laughs> so annoying. Um, okay. So uh, – this is when we get the the scene in the study. Lorelai actually finds Richard before Emily does. Mm-hmm. And he says he's still upset about Rory. I cleared the path for her to walk away from her goal. She's having oh, sex yeah. under my roof. He's like, I paid for her sex mattress. Yeah. Like, that's so gross. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I think he's grossed out by it himself and he just can't. Yeah. He's just not. He's having a hard time processing it and he's really messed up and. It's like good. I'm like, yeah, that's right, Richard. Good. Like, feel bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Realize the mistake that you made when you turned Lorelai away. When you, yeah. When you, when you decided to not go with Lorelai's plan. And Emily's like, "Hey, why aren't you doing coming to the party?" And he's like, "I don't give a damn about that party, you know." And uh, you know, I'm assuming, you know, it's just not important. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not time to party. We're in crisis mode. Yeah, Rory, he's like realizing Rory has quit Yale. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's all. I don't know where has he been. He's been asleep or something. I don't know. Um, like you know, I I like to consider Richard as a smart man. <laughs> yeah, but I guess he's very. He's like book smart and uh, is not good at figuring out real life things. Smart. I don't know. Um. And Emily's like, oh, hey, listen, we got her out of the pool house. You know, we keep it an eye. Like, no, that's not important. And yeah, uh, we, he said, we failed. She said, no, we haven't failed until that girl comes home pregnant. And that, and Lorelai was like, right, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out. Exactly. Oh, man. That was so horrible. I mean, it, it, it's funny, though. Oh, that's not funny. It's, it's, um, it's interesting, you know, that really like Emily just kind of, and she also blurts out something in the next episode that you're like, that's what you're thinking about. That's exactly what you're thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. You're, 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 uh, you are seeing Rory as Lorelai. You are seeing Rory as a second chance. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, as long as I keep her occupied and I keep a close eye on her, that she's not going to turn out like Lori, Lorelai, mm-hmm. not Lori. Um, <laughs> um so uh, after Lorelai exits, uh, Richard's like, you know, the minute we went against Lorelai, we lost. And um, 
and Emily's like, you're acting like it's 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 um, uh, Lorelai's fault. Changing the plan was your idea. So that was interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that Richard was the one. It wasn't just the two of them. Richard was the one. Is like, no, no, no. We need to change this plan. We need to. We need to give Rory what she wants, and um, and then just give her a place to stay. And that, that's probably when Emily came in and was like, yes, exactly. I have my Laurel. I mean, my Rory back. <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting to think about like how that conversation must've went down. I guess that's, it's, it's very revealing, but I don't know. It's almost like, um, you know, like we called it, we called it like at the end of the last season, this is exactly what's going on. They, they want a second chance at Rory. Mm-hmm. Lorelai, gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Richard. Yeah, like, they have another chance to raise her and uh, marry her off to a rich family mm-hmm. and continue the bloodline of the rich people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think now that this is all happening, Richard is seeing, um, like, this isn't Rory. You know, and then that's when he. I he, think I guess Richard trusted that Rory was so smart that she would figure it out on her own. Yeah, I guess that's what he was thinking. And then time just passed, and which yeah, didn't. which is fine. But it's also like I don't know. Like you should also like not be asleep at the wheel. Yeah, not, not, yeah. You should offer her some actual advice. Don't just like and and, and if you think that. Um, this is a mistake at all. Like, and it, like, just think about like what you wanted for Rory. <laughs> you know, it's, this isn't it. And so, yeah, the, the I love the. We also kind of cut to um, Richard's idea of this isn't this isn't Rory, which is organizing DAR, DAR parties, which make this makes Emily storm out because I don't know. I think there's a bit of. Like I don't think Richard uh, respects Emily. Um, yeah, it didn't sound way. like it. Yeah, it sounded like Rory is turning at that Emily is turning Rory into somebody just like her, and that he wanted more for Rory, and right. therefore, what Emily is is not good enough. Did we ever get a sort of um, idea of what Emily was in, at Yale for? Was she? Was it dancing? Or I can't remember. I don't think she was at Yale. She was at that college. You know, she, girls couldn't go to Yale at that time because uh, you know, girls yeah. weren't smart. Girls went to the school down the street, which wasn't as prestigious as Yale. It was mm. another school she she went to. Who knows if she graduated? You know, she may not even graduate. They just went to college to meet guy, meet boys to marry. Mm-hmm. It just kind of made me think of like. Like well, did, did Emily all of a sudden settle into a role? No, and this is what Emily was raised to to do. I guess this so. is what she, she did. She wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't meant for her to do anything else but be a member of the DAR and plan parties. Uh, but yeah, I guess in the end we kind of unearth a little bit of, you know, maybe Richard doesn't have a lot of respect for what Emily does. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in a way. I mean, it's just not his life. It's uh, he's his life is going to these events. It's definitely not like, you know, hobnobbing and um, organize. I don't know, organizing and I guess he's got some ideas of status and stuff. I don't know. 
just makes me think. Anyway, let's, let's move Her, on. Well, Emily's job is to support Richard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we then finally get Lorelai and Rory talking. Um, and uh, they're kidding about they're kidding around about how how bad her drink sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And then, yeah, it's almost like catch up. Uh, Luke is going to live at the house and, you know, and uh, Rory's got 104 hours of community service left. And Lorelai got a dog and Rory's like, he's alive. <laughs> uh so yeah, they're like, oh, a lot has changed, but not much. Um, and their their discussion is interrupted by uh, the birthday song, which I'm sure Gilmore Girls paid handsomely for. Um, and uh, or was this before all that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and so yeah, it, it's like everybody whisks Lore, uh, Rory away, and Lorelai is standing on the outside, sadly watching. You know. Her rich boyfriend and all the DAR friends that Rory has wishing her a happy birthday and giving her a cake. And, you know, Lorelai's not a part of that. And uh, I think that's really – it's like when she – when Rory actually called for her, like she probably thought it was going to be uh, quite a bit different. Maybe it was a change. Maybe they're, they were going to be sharing martinis and, and uh, maybe not going to Atlantic City but – you know, hanging out together and not like a 30 second conversation. And so, um, she ends up leaving with Luke and I love it. Luke just to cheer her up, tells her you can pull sausages out of me if you want, (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't cheer her up, but it, you know, he's trying, he's such a, he's God, he's a great guy. Um, (laughs) all right. Shall we get into let your belly out? Mm -hmm. Um, my first chapter is called The Rough Girls of Soccer, which rough is, of course, spelled R-U-F-F, um, a.k.a. Yeah, the soccer plot was a fun distraction, but if this wonderful dog dies, I will send a harshly worded tweet to the Paladinos. That's that's the title. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you didn't – you're not reassuring me. Um, okay. So moving on. <laughs> this dog better not die. Um so uh, place is emptied out of at least the living room and Lorelai's because they're they're going to paint and uh, Lorelai's the still thing where she's going to pick paint has to pick the color of the <sighs> living room. I mean, this is this is it's interesting because Lorelai doesn't want to make a decision on paint, but she wants to make decisions on everybody else's house. <laughs> yes, it comes very easy to her, but yeah. I don't know what. What is uh, what does that say? You know. Yeah. She, well, we need to paint our house, and I really need one of those color <laughs> things yeah. so I can decide. But I think it's just going to come down to a uh, oh, crap. What's her name? Um. Let me see. Um, Amy Sherman Palladino. Jo- uh, jo- Joanna Gaines. What would Joanna Gaines do? Joanna Gaines. Who's that? Oh, my God. You don't know who Joanna Gaines is? No. Remind me. <laughs> She's the uh, – the uh, what is the show? Fixer Upper. I don't watch that On nonsense. On HGTV. Who cares oh my about God. that? I mean you do. Sorry. I do not. Look. Okay. Every – I don't know if maybe the, every TV in the hospital is put on HGTV because it's 
non-controversial. Yeah. It's not news. It's not sports. It's not. It's not political. It's not political. But HGTV is on everywhere I go in the hospital. And all these 20-year-old nurses are watching HGTV. Uh, and Joanna Gaines is like the ultimate. Joanna Gaines does have a very good artistic eye. She's setting what's, inst- you know, um, like shabby chic, like uh, like Barnes. The reason Barnes are in style is because of Joanna Gaines. You know, stuff like that. Okay. So whatever Joanna Gaines says is what I'm painting the house. All right. That's what's in style. Well, maybe you need the queer eye, my friend. See, that's foreign to me. I don't know anything about any of that. Oh, yeah. Who does – oh, doesn't uh, Paul Anka choose a color and he's got the queer eye? Yeah, that's what she's – I was was Uh, quoting Lorelai. Yeah. Uh, All right. So – so – Luke is trying to tell her to focus at at, at Luke's um, when little Megan and Tilly come up to uh, ask Luke to sponsor their soccer team. And Luke turns them away. And I, I don't know. Did they want to fill this out? Because, like, all of a sudden Luke had this misunderstanding. Like, they were asking him to coach. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, no, you weren't listening. They want to sponsor. They don't want to coach. That's yeah, different. he said, I don't listen to kids. They just yammer on and on and don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Luke gives the girls his okay, and Lorelai immediately has a color picked out for their jersey. Um, uh, Babette comes over about to help out with figuring out a doggy daycare for Paul Anka. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we, we have this cute thing where Luke is on the phone uh, ordering jerseys, and he only wants the best for his girls, and <laughs> he really gets into it. And... Uh, Lorelai says there could be a movie about Luke and like she comes up with the casting options of Tobey Maguire or Donald Sutherland to play Luke. And <laughs> Luke says, how about Viggo Mortensen? And I was he, like, that's he says, a little that better. Viggo, he says, how about that Viggo Mortenstein guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a little better. I think that like, Tobey Maguire playing Luke. What are you talking about? Luke, Donald Sutherland, way too old. Tobey Maguire, way too young at this point. Uh, I, don't, I don't even care. I'm uh, sure. Paladino. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, um, and oh yeah, Paul Anka keeps scratching at Rory's old door, and I'm like, does he miss Rory? No, he doesn't know Rory. Like, what are you exactly what is this all about? Exactly. Why is Paul Anka sick over Rory when he doesn't even know her? Why? I, I just guess I it's think, this artistic thing of Paul Anka is subconsciously feeling Lorelai's pain of her missing Rory, and he's sick over it. I think that's what they're going for, but it's stupid and dumb, and I hate it. I know. I was like, what is this, E.T.? You know, like, little Elliot is is sad about <clears throat> is sad about uh, missing, missing Rory or whatever, and now E.T. is sick because of it or something like, you know, like they have some sort of, like, emotional connection, so therefore, like, like the dog is, like, taking on all the, all the misery uh, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's and it's hurting him. I don't get it. And there's this whole like he's bringing shoes down with shoes a message to put the shoes on and take him to the vet. Um, but yeah, towards the end of this whole thing is is Lorelai feeling super guilty and like why can't I just fix these things? I'm a bad mother. I'm like yeah, you could you could have just called Rory like a million times and uh, settled this, but. Uh, the Paladinos have decided that half the season is going to be you guys apart, so you couldn't do that. So what did you do? You you got a dog and projected your feelings, and um, um, 
you better not be killing this dog because <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. Yes, this would have been so much more effective if Paul Anka actually had a relationship with Rory and Rory moved mm-hmm. out after Paul Anka was there. But I guess it does serve a purpose that Paul Anka is filling a hole that Rory left. Mm-hmm. Um, also with the soccer plot, uh, again, this is this is entertaining, but I, I was just m- mostly concerned about Paul Anka. Um, so, so yeah, the, the, the girl, they go to a, a girl's, the girl's game and it turns super violent <laughs> and the coach apparently is like teaching them to how to really get them, get the other team when the ref isn't watching <laughs> and Lorelai and Luke end up like very scared of, of the girls. And so Luke has the girls at the diner and is like, Hey, you know, you could just, Take it, take it easy, you know. And the girls are like, "We play like the boys do." And he says, "Boys are boys, and girls are girls." And I love that she's just greeted with silence. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I didn't mean it that way, <laughs> uh, but it is funny, you know. Um, and yeah, girls should play as rough as boys do if they if they want to. Yeah, it's they just, should have the same. They, it's weird this expectation that girls are supposed to be. Non-competitive. I don't like that Luke turned it into a sex thing. Like he yeah. should just be like, "Hey, that's not playing fair." Like that's, right. you know, you're wearing my name on your on your jersey. You should you should be better be, sports uh, people. Yeah, yeah, show better sportsmanship. Yeah, sports girlship. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next chapter is what the hell already, Rory? AKA this plot finally gets to the place that we all saw coming. Thank you for your service, Jess Mariano. Uh, yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, 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 Logan calls in his Frankenstein jacket um, and saying he has to go to Nebraska for a trip with his father for a paper, and he wants to hang out. Um, and uh, Rory is saying she can't avoid Grandma; she's like a Cylon. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Rory's trying to escape and do errands. Um, and we find out that Rory's been telling Emily that she's been staying at Paris's house. And we know for a fact that she's staying at Logan's. Um, she's skipping dinners. This is the, her relationship is quickly deteriorating um, under Emily's rule. Um, and she finally gets away exasperated. And you can see that Emily notices how exasperated they are, how exasperated Rory is. So we go to uh, folk night at, at the Yale pub and Colin or Finn um, men, are, like they're all being super obnoxious, but mm-hmm. they mention in excess and Colin yes. or Finn say they're not proud to have them as fellow countrymen. Yes. Finn is Australian. Thank you. Jen. When we finally listened to you. Okay. I just don't like the shot at in excess. Like what the hell <laughs> is it? Because Michael Hutchins died in an embarrassing way that all of a sudden now the music they made is not cool. <laughs> To Amy Sherman Palladio? I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but watch that like watch that uh, documentary. It's fascinating. <gasps> oh, is it out? I want to watch that. Yeah. Yes. Mystify uh, Me? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that's what it is. So good. Yeah, Colin Finn. Uh, Colin Finn person people are, <laughs> are harassing the singer. I, I, I feel like Amy Sherman Palladino or whatever this show, when they are showing these young people like the like – like this is terrible. Like 
folk singers and you're mad that there's folk sing go someplace else yeah like i don't know i just feel like they're written terribly i it's it's also like i don't know should i be laughing because is the folk singer actually that awful no no she had a beautiful voice You know, they're just being super obnoxious and they stumble out of the bar and Logan is trying to go back because he wants to apologize. And really it's turning out that he just doesn't want the night to end because he doesn't want to go to Nebraska. um, Mm -hmm. Trying to avoid his father. Then we find out that Colin and Finn escaped. And yes, by the way. That was really cute how she turned around and then they were gone. (laughs) She's trying to wrangle them like kittens, you know, like. Uh, By the way, that is that is like right around the corner. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> from stars, the Stars Hollow uh, set that is that is Warner Brothers backlot right there. Especially since you see those pillars and the steps behind them, that is the Gotham City courthouse or something that is in uh, the Batman movies. Oh, <laughs> so like, like oh, we want to sell that they're in some sort of like city bar thing, and uh, um, so let's let's station them right by the where, where Gotham <laughs> was shot. Uh, scenes from Gotham. Um, okay, so we go to the Gilmore House, um, and Jess is waiting outside the gates. Like, yay, Jess is here! Like, such like a, a I don't know. I like Logan, but. It's at this point where I'm like, oh god, they're doing this. <laughs> they're doing this with Logan. Logan, Logan used to be like challenging and and fun, and now they're like, obviously they're giving him alcoholism, right? I mean that that seems like like you when, never see him when he's not drinking. He's constantly drinking. Yes, but they're really like hitting. They're really like they're making Rory say that he's always drinking. Um, and uh, and now he's like being he's actually acting like drunk. So you know this is a, this is a TV uh, this is a TV show's way of saying like he's got a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm just not and you know I could see like uh, obviously they're trying to make it so um, there's going to be some drama in Logan and Rory's relationship. Well, I, and I think okay if Logan wasn't drinking, um. He would know better than to be so petty and rude to Jess. Yeah. Be, giving him this constant – that he, this thing – I won't say he's an alcoholic, but this thing where he's always drinking to try to escape reality of his future mm-hmm. gives him an excuse to be such a dipshit to yeah. Jess. Right. So, Yeah. I, I almost think like okay, we're getting towards the end of the uh, the polar bear cage part of the season. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're making progress because because the whole point of Jess being there. Oh, Jess pulls out a book that he he has wrote and published a book, and she is so proud of him. Yes, it's so sweet. And and but before there before the book comes out, before he pulls the book out to hand to her. She's kind of babbling a little bit, and he says, are you nervous? I'm nervous, too. So yeah. Jess is acknowledging his emotions. Yeah. And is talking about his emotions about and that. her emotions. Yeah, that's well, that's, as soon as, that to me. As soon as she brought him to her bedroom, I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> this happened with Dean. <laughs> Could it happen with Jess? Like, as soon as you get inside Rory's bedroom, you can't help yourself. Uh, neither can Rory. <laughs> um. You know, it's it's cheating time. Um, you know, so there's a bit of um, 
there's a bit of, uh, uh, you know, t- tension because, you know, the way they kind of left things was, I think the last time, last time we saw Jess, Jess was telling Rory to run away with him. Um, mm-hmm. but she decided, no, I'm going to end up getting into a stupid relationship with, uh, and make my older boyfriend cheat on his wife. And not that she made him, but you know, uh, anyway, uh, so she's super proud of Jess and, uh, yeah. He says, why are you living here? Cause she was like, Oh, I was living in the, in the pool house, but that was temporary. But now I'm up here. And, and he says, well, school's in session. Why are you not at Yale? Did you graduate already? Dookie? <laughs> yeah, and no, right. I just, I'm not going to mm. Yale anymore. And he's like, Oh, yep. Um, so, uh, the next, the, when they decide to meet up again, you know, we get this very nice, you know, cute thing of just throwing pebbles at Rory's window and Rory spots it and thinks it's cute. And it's like this whole, like, oh, we're setting up for a good, like real good Jess Rory. Like, you know, if they, if nothing happens, at least we'll, you know, just have these two characters talking to each other and be super nice and catch up. And maybe mm-hmm. Jess will give him, give her like the, you know, an inspiring thing, you know, kind of inspire her to get back to work again. Right. Um, but then Logan pulls up and it's like, Ooh, here we go. <laughs> and he is immediately like, um, I don't know, just aggressive. Uh, well, you know, first kind of passive aggressive, but you know, it, as, as the night goes on, it turns into, aggra- and just like, I don't know, very, uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm taking control of this whole situation. Yeah, alpha male. Alpha male. Yeah, alpha male. Like uh, Logan's like, can I join in? You know, on this, you guys are going out. Nothing, nothing, not not for anything. Um, I, I don't know. And he's like, he kind of puts his arm around Rory and says, "Follow us," you know. And Jess sees this like a mile away. You can tell, like he's like, "Yeah, no, nah. this is not the way." the night it was supposed to be mm-hmm. i don't know do you think jess was there for anything other than thank no, you he for just believing came in me yeah to show her the book and I, I mean i don't think it would have went any further the only reason yeah the only reason jess is there was is to get rory back on track yeah yeah well from the writing standpoint yes yeah. but i'm thinking about jess jess's jess's uh the character's intentions um yeah, uh, Logan keeps implying that he had other, other intentions. He's super aggressive, and Jess finally calls him a dick and <laughs> walks out. <laughs> and uh, Rory runs after him, and uh, and I love it. Jess is just like, "What the hell is going on?" Finally, with you? somebody in Rory's life says it. Yes, this is not you. What are you doing? What's going on? You should be at Yale. This is not right. And then Rory just uh, can't I don't know. even answer. Uh- and then I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then he says, well, maybe we'll catch up at a better time. And then, you know, it's just kind of like a sweet, like, uh, you know, happy birthday, Rory. Um, and it's like, oh, he remembered her birthday. You know, that's kind of cute. Um, and uh, I I just wanted like compare and contrast. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to assume that we don't see Jess again. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe we'll see him. I mean, I'm assuming that he comes back for the revival just for like a, a guest spot, like a cameo spot. Cause it's, that's a revival thing, a revival thing to do. It's like, let's mm-hmm. bring back all the characters that we remember from the show, you know? Right. So I'm assuming he comes back and I'm assuming, um, Jerry Padalecki comes back, but I just love that here in the original show, this is the way we're saying goodbye to Jess. Like he is, 
He's a writer. He's on track. He's and he's in touch with his emotions. He has uh, gone. He has become a full character that I don't know. There's no more tension anymore. There's no more. There's no more. You're just happy of what has happened with him. Whereas Dean, the last thing we see is him being super petty towards. <laughs> Luke and being like, yeah, I ruined my life and you're going to ruin yours too. <laughs> it's like uh, over a Gilmore girl. And it's just like, I don't know. They really just did Dean so dirty in comparison. Yeah. In comparison. Uh, um, all right. So Rory goes back in and uh, Logan says, uh, no, no, I was just challenging him. And she's like, no, you were mocking him. And, uh, and yeah, Logan just kind of breaks down like, you know, um, after um, Rory starts saying like uh, – like comparing her life to his, like, you know, I'm not doing anything. And and look, he's he's gone on. He's a writer. It's like what am I doing with my life? And Logan's just like, no, no, no. It's just temporary. We're all – you know, have a drink. We're, we're, we're relax. And Rory's like, that's all we do, drinking and partying. Yeah, and, she's caught up in his lifestyle. Yeah, and I swear, it almost seemed at the beginning of the season that we're you know maybe they were trying to secure the Jess spot. You know, like like as soon as they found out that um, Milo Ventimiglia was available, they were like, okay, this is who we're going to use to wake up uh, Rory, and mm-hmm. you know, but it seemed like towards the beginning of the season when. Um, you know, Rory's like, listen, I'm, I'm officially, uh, I'm, I'm on parole or I don't know if how she put it, but she made it seem like Yale was jail. Her old life was kind of like a, some sort of sentence. And now she is on vacation or whatever. And that she's not going to think about anything. And I don't know. Logan just seemed like really, you know, with her to begin with, but now it's like, it's almost like he's gotten so used to her being the girl that he just goes out with and does things with and is partying with. Meanwhile, his life is taking a turn where his future is now um, not what he expected it to be. Um, yes. And this is making him miserable. So I don't know. Again, I just – I almost think like maybe they they were like, well, we're event- we're going to have Logan finally say like this is not you to Rory. But then they were like – Oh wait, you know what if we get somebody from her past, like uh, Jess, to do it? But so what? What's Logan's purpose going to be? Well, Logan's going to be w- the one that almost is. Um, we're going to give Logan his own uh, problems, and we're going to have some drama in their relationship because once Rory is all made up with Lorelai, which is definitely coming, um, we need to have drama. So now, now I think this last part of the season is going to be. Logan and Rory drama, you know, because he is yeah. so bitter and yeah, because his because her her life is so wide open. Her she can do whatever she wants, but his is so expect what's expected of him is you know it's just completely chosen for him, and that's not what he wants. Right, and, and I, that's going to be there's going to be conflict with that. Yeah, and it's almost like Rory has almost fallen into that role. And it seems very familiar to Logan, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but there might be some resentment when Rory decides to get her act together and do what she wants. And meanwhile, Logan is still being partying all the time. Yeah, but also being forced mm-hmm. to do something he doesn't want to do. He he knows there's an end. You know, like he says, "Come June, this is all over." So he knows the end is coming. Um, 
And I think the closer we get towards the end of the season, the more volatile um, Logan is going to be. Mm. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, <laughs> Logan's like, I'm tired of being here. Let's go. And Rory's like, no, I'm staying. <laughs> and so he just like drops a bunch of money on the table and, and leaves. Um, so anyway, so we go to, to um, um, Gilmore House. Emily's trying to wake Rory, but she is not there. It turns out that Rory crashed at Lane's. Um, and Lane got a voicemail from Emily looking for. Apparently, Emily went through um, Rory's ridiculous address book. And uh, <laughs> and and called like everybody that um, is in there to look for Rory, even people that she doesn't associate. Like, man, that ridiculous address book just really needs to be updated. <laughs> How dare she? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we go to the Russian tea, uh, which um, Rory is organizing, and um, she gets to a fight with uh, Emily there. Well, one thing, she's still wearing the outfit she had on the day before, <gasps> yeah. which was not really – Correct attire because Emily had this planned out. You know, she had her address, a pink dress for she her had to wear. Her dress, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's wearing just like everyday clothes to this uh, form formal kind of. Anyway, wrong everyday clothes. Everyday clothes. It looks like you know. It's yeah. It looks very nice to me, but it's yeah. cas- it's casual clothes. And uh, yeah, Emily is having to come apart, and people are hearing them mm-hmm. argue. What is wrong with her? Like, well, I guess the emotions are so high that she's just like forgets about, you know, her usual training. Well, yes, yeah, she, she can't get Rory to do what she wants her to do. Right. She wants to go in the kitchen and talk, and she gets so mad because she can't control Rory. So, and she starts saying, "Wait till your father gets home." Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first thing is, like, she says, "You're becoming like your mother," and this is exactly just Emily's worst fear, like. Eventually she's going to get pregnant. You know, eventually this is the second chance is going to be ruined. So you're yes. becoming like your mother. And then Rory's like, you're becoming like my mother's mother, which is, mm-hmm. this is my mother's idea of you. And I'm beginning to see exactly what this is. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. But then, yeah, like you said, she's like, you're grounded. Wait till your father gets home. <laughs> you mean my grandfather. And like, and Emily's like, oh, that's what I, that's, that's what I meant. You know uh, what I meant. You know, you know what I meant. And, and, and again, it's just like, yeah, there's another slip, you know, this is again, bonk, bonk on the head a little bit. Emily and Richard think they have a second chance. And, uh, and almost to the fact that Emily has deluded herself into thinking that Rory is her daughter. Um, and, uh, you know, she's saying you gotta, you gotta stick to the rules and Rory finally fires off. I have to be living at the house to obey house rules. And so it sounds like at the end of this episode that Rory is moving out and I'm assuming mm. she's going to move into lanes or something because, uh, mm. I don't think she's going to go right home because we got a quick, we had that quick scene where Rory crashed at lanes. I don't know where <laughs> she's going to sleep in lanes. Maybe she's going to. Be in a cot in Lane's room because they're in like bunk beds in the living room. The boys are. And, mm-hmm. I well, I mean, her room is free, even though there is construction going on at her house. Her bedroom is free. Yeah, it just has a sick dog in in the bed. But all right, I'm not going to say that she's going to. Wa- I don't know. I d- but I don't Maybe see her show- going home yet. Yeah, she's. So I, don't, I don't see the first scene of the next episode. Her being on the front step of Lorelai's and. 
saying like, I'm sorry, or can I stay here? And then they work it out. Yeah, maybe that works. I don't know. I almost see like, like we're not quite done with the Lorelai and Rory separation yet. No, we're close. We're getting closer. We have closer. to have a big makeup episode yeah. or something's going to happen where they end up together and they have to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's all I have. That's all my notes. <laughs> all 16 pages of them. <laughs> Okay, I think we I think we covered it. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Oh, we got all the ball. I like has got them out. So, all right. Okay, so we will see what this means. Uh, next episode that we're going to watch is the Prodigal Daughter Returns. Well, I wonder what that means. <laughs> we are definitely going to have um, uh, uh, Lorelai and Rory working things out somehow. And yeah, from the sounds of that title, it does sound like she's going to turn up on the doorstep. That that is typical prodigal son, prodigal daughter behavior. But we shall see. Okay, he's slipping on bread. Dig what? What he's slipping on bread? Dig? No, he's slipping m bread. Oh, he's slipping. Dig. Uh huh. He's, he's giving him money. He's giving them uh, money. Do you understand? So who's giving whom money? Who's got the money? Logan's got money. Huntsberger's got money. He's slipping. He's paying. Oh, sounds like somebody is being paid off. I'll say Rory is staying at Lane's and without um, uh, Rory's knowledge, Logan is giving uh, uh, Lane some money or, or Zach. You know, because Zach um, probably would cover that Do you want me to give up. you a little a hint to what this, according to IMDb, the episode title is in reference to the 2004 documentary Dig, featuring the Brian Jonestown. <gasps> oh, I've seen that. The Brian Jonestown Massacre versus the Dandy Warhols, which were, they that those bands were referenced in an earlier episode. There was a, you know, a notorious feud between the two because, I don't know, they had the same audience or something like that. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe, maybe it's, they weren't feud. I don't, I can't remember. It was, it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, I will look that up cause I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Check it out. I, I remember enjoying it. I don't remember the particulars, I guess. All right. What's the next episode title? The perfect dress. The perfect dress. Oh my gosh. We are finally, okay. Yes. Lorelai and Rory are made up and now it is time to move to the wedding and we have to find that perfect dress for Lorelai's wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the fourth episode is just like Gwen and Gavin. Gwen and Gavin, you know, Gwen, uh, Stefani, and Gavin uh, Rossdale. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, that sounds like a uh, a '90s reference. So that maybe that's something that Rory would say because these writers, like, if they were referencing something that, no, I I, I assume this is. Um, Oh, please. Oh, man. I want a wedding. Let's do it. Just like Gwen and Gavin is in reference to uh, Luke and Lorelai uh, being just the perfect couple. Little do we know that Gwen ends up uh, leaving Gavin and goes with uh, Blake Shelton. Um, Which is freaking bizarre. So bizarre. <laughs> uh, and now she does country songs uh, with him, which is just does she? gross. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, hey. Whatever, whatever she wants. Tragic Kingdom is a great album. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I can say. All right. Uh, uh, 
so I guess until uh, until next time. <laughs> la 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 la